Welcome to episode 42 of Teach Me Tiger. (laughs) Slumber party has begun. Welcome to Teach Me Tiger. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liz isn't here. Liz is sick. She's sad. Poor Liz. Liz was barfing all night. And when this morning when she woke up, she was the color of a sheet of paper. That's so what sad, What color? Liz. Paper. <laughs> was, it, was it people colored paper? <laughs> White paper. She matched her wall. Was her Which wall made of human skin? <laughs> I mean, um, now that Liz isn't here, we can talk about all the creepy things she does when we're not around. So I guess I should tell you who is here. <laughs> I'm Melody. I'm always here. But I have my good buddies, Nikki Roshan Kaiser and Katerina Theodorellos. Hey, hey. Hello. Hey. Also, uh, my claim to fame is I was on the first episode. Yes, she was. Kat was on podcast. episode Woo-hoo. number one. Woo-hoo. Friends on Fleek. Nicole Roshan Kaiser. I you can, it's fine if you don't say Kaiser. It's fine. I sometimes forget. It's fine. Nikki was, too. Nikki was on episode 33. Sports, 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 sports. And the three of us, well, I lived <laughs> with both of these ladies at separate times in the same place. So we're the 855 shock crew. Yeah, I was the new cat. Don't mm-hmm. try to stalk us because we don't live there anymore. Uh huh. And you don't know what city, except you probably do. <laughs> or you don't know the city. It was Toronto, Japan. okay? It was Toronto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do, do either of you want to say what Teach Me Tiger podcast is? You know, I should probably it's say it. It's a right? semi-educational podcast. podcast. Yes, yes. Where you get your experty friends. Yes. Tell me more to talk about bullshit things. <laughs> well, to talk smack sorry. on the radio, the internet radio. So I figured we this are is a radio cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a radio it's, cast. It's a it, rad cast. Yeah, totally. It is rad. It's a rad cast. Rad cast. Yes. We bring in our experty friends. And this week we're all experts because we all have an internet connection. What? So this week we are having a slumber party at a hotel. We're in a hotel, bitches. What? what? And it's going to be really fun. So before we get to the podcast where we talk about hotel and sleep stuff, let's uh, just real quick talk about our weeks. You guys got any week peaks? How was Being your week? Here. Or your like life because I never see you anymore. How's your life? My life is exhausting because yeah. I have a two-year-old who has never slept through the night. <laughs> Even one time. Yeah. And he's the light of my life. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell him. <laughs> well, he's the light of my life. He keeps me up all the time. He's so bright and shiny. Yeah. <laughs> like a fluorescent cute. light. Pretty Kind of buzzing and flashing. He's, he's super cute. You guys uh, made some really cute babies, both of you. Oh, Nothing thank you. you. Thank you. Kat, any week peaks, life peaks? I think I'm um, in a really good place in my life right now. I'm feeling really good and happy. I'm so happy to hear that. I hope it doesn't turn to shit. <laughs> I hope this is a, a forever thing. But 
I'm in love and I'm love. I'm in love. I'm in I love, really love and I don't care who boy. knows it. He's so sweet. Mm. What's his first name? Johnny. 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 <laughs> He's so cute. Anywho, Mal, how about you? You want to know what my week peak was? Yeah. Queer Eye goes to Japan. Have you oh, guys watched it? I haven't watched it yet. I did not know that was even a thing. It's like a four-episode series on Netflix. They go to Japan and they make over some Japanese people, Crazy. and it's just so great. And you know, obviously there are cultural differences and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. is it the same people? Yeah, the same cast. Yeah. I, I never really watched the. <gasps> you should watch it. It'll is it Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Is that what it, that's the old one? Okay, okay. So okay. now it's just Queer Eye. Okay. More than a makeover. It's Bobby Burke, Karamo Brown, Brown, Tan France, Jonathan Van, Van Ness. Ness. Who am I missing? Anthony. Anthony. Who only has one Pet- name? Trowski or something. He should like just that. go by Anthony. He seems like the kind of person who could be like a single name guy. He is Polish Canadian. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, like he's he's, he's just Anthony. He's just Anthony and his abs. Yeah, I followed him on Instagram for a little bit. Me too, bit. and it made it me was like it was like a little too much for me. Actually, yeah, it's it made me uncomfortable. He's, so many abs. He's a pretty. Uh, he's a fourteen pack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got abs on his abs. <laughs> you drink that fourteen pack, you're going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. That is ab poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> That was my week peak. It was, it's just really like feel good and I love it. That's great. Did you watch the Marie Kondo show where she came to America? No? Just a little bit. I loved that. Did you? Yeah. It made me feel like bad about myself a little bit. Why? Is she the, the <laughs> clean lady? Because the I don't. House organization Yes. Lady? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because I don't feel that feels too big for me to do and I want to do it and I feel like I have so much extra stuff and I want Marie Kondo just to come to my house. Well, the end. I found it very inspiring oh that's good Maybe and you're just in a better mental state <laughs> one room of my house nice <laughs> that's it i the should watch it so i need i need some help it's amazing and the only reason why i thought of it is because it's a japanese person coming to america and that was americans going to japan yes and so it would be interesting to watch them together and see like what the cultural exchanges are that happen like what are the moments for each person in the other country and if they mm-hmm. correlate right you know, you know I studied I anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I watched that I really liked? It's on Netflix also. It's that show Rhythm and Flow or something. It's um Cardi B, T.I. and the other guy is Chance or something like that. Basically, it's like a rap, yeah. a rapper show. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I like I've heard the name, but I've it's, never seen it. It was really good. And is it, it a really, reality TV show? It's like American Idol, but oh. on a very smaller scale for specifically for rappers. Cool. That sounds awesome. And it's really cool because you know what? You got to be smart and quick and yeah. like... It it was it's awesome. I love it. I love the raps. Cardi B. I never have any fucking clue what she's saying. Like <laughs> I have zero clue what she's saying. She's always like, like she makes a lot of like sounds. I'm and gonna words. try to find a, uh, an audio clip. You have to. Oh, it's- that was very spicy. <laughs> yeah, it was the hot sauce. I was waiting for it. And yeah. everybody else with the chicken wings. <laughs> but I would re- really recommend it. It really brought like a big love back for rap for me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Back in the saddle again. Okay. So, Ken, Nikki, here you are. Hi. We're all together in a hotel room. <laughs> it's pretty steamy. Very funny. 
comfy. I'm comfy. A little comfy. chilly, but it's getting warmer. Getting warmer. There's a boys hockey team running around outside in the halls, which is hysterical. They're also having a slumber party. Yeah, they are. It's cute. Would either of you like to reach into my big festive box? Me. Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Okay. Hooray. Okay. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Which decade do you love the most? Which decade, girl? Well, you know. (laughs) I was smiling. Which decade do you love the most and why? Is it a decade or a decade? Well, it's technically a decade, but which decade were you getting the most dick in? And that can be the decade. So 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, which decade do you love the most and why? I love big butts and I cannot lie. (laughs) I like to boogie. When a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Um, that is my favorite decade. I like the decade where (laughs) a woman's ass was really appreciated. So like all of them since the nineties. Uh, were women's asses appreciated in the eighties and like the well, nineties was very wavy. What a a eighties. But but I I like big butts is the nineties. I that know, is, but that is the nineties, but I feel like the <laughs> appreciation of a woman's ass has changed a lot since over the, the early decades. <laughs> I think the early aughts was when the butt really came into its own. I think mm. oh, oh. also let's just Bum-bum. take a second to appreciate how lovely a woman's ass is. And I think that in every decade it hasn't been unnoticed. You can tell me that you haven't liked an ass. <laughs> but tell a story, yeah. ladies. Yeah. We like, all know like, that. We've all seen Ace Ventura, right? <laughs> <laughs> but have you guys but which is your seen my fashion? butt? Uh, um, not lately, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Been a while. I thought so. Hey, but... Fashion-wise, which do you like the best? 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, your current fashion, would it be influenced by any of those? Yes. Which one? It's his 70s. Cool. Yeah. Any particular, <laughs> like, celebrities? Specific looks? Like, yes. polyester, big florals? I, that's you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what Kat's am, wearing right now. <laughs> I am... She's wearing a polyester pretty, floral print you know jumpsuit. <laughs> She's not. I am... Seriously influenced by Ace Freely from Kiss. Oh, his is that the makeup singer? is extremely yeah. inspiring. Yeah, I mean you've got like a whole sort of um Star Wars whisper thing going on right now. <laughs> That's you like guys, hearts, though. You guys can see this, but heart eyes. <laughs> It's like the Care Bears bellies, but it's coming out of your eyes. <laughs> Nikki, favorite decade, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. So, Let's go with fashion or or whatever. Politically, like sexual liberation, whatever you want to go with. I mean, like every decade's problematic because everything's problematic, blah, blah, blah. Um, but 
cultural appropriation aside, I think that like a lot of the things that we're doing now that are cool are rooted in like the stuff the hippies were doing. And there's, of course, problems with all of the things that white people were doing and were stealing from other people in the 60s. But I do think that they were that there was like a seed. There were black people also doing amazing things in the 60s with civil rights and stuff. I'm not I don't mean to like take away from that, but I'm talking specifically about the hippie movement that like my mom would have been involved in, mm-hmm. which is why I was raised the way I was. I think it's pretty cool and gave me the tools and the outlook that I have because of her experience growing up in the 60s, which was like not super like fuck the man, but like capitalism is bullshit. Uh, buying into whatever is being sold to you is bullshit, which is kind of the same thing, but slightly different. And everyone talks about how like the sixties is all about love and like, that's whatever. But my interpretation of that, which I really like, which my mom always says, and this is from a more like therapeutic standpoint, I guess, is that everyone's doing the best they can. And so even if their best is not good enough for you, they're still doing the best they can. And so to just treat people with kindness. And I like, that's something that I try and do all the time. So I like the sixties because those ideas that were passed down to me from my parents were really happening then. I would argue that kindness is timeless. Sure. However, I agree with that. Yeah. But our, like our grandparents generation, kindness wasn't a thing for them. Right. Right. True. Right. And that's why I think it was such a big thing in the sixties. Where they were like, right. let's just like be nice to each other because why were our parents such dicks all the time? They're like, because they grew up in the depression and the depression fucking sucked. It was depressing. So, like, it sucked. <laughs> so there's like reasons for it all and like, you know, what we can pull threads and blah, blah, blah. But like, cool. I like the ideas that came out of the 60s that have like lasted and are informing things in ways now that I think are really good. I'm going to say I'm a 90s bitch. Yeah, yeah, you just are. Just because of like fashion. And I- that song, right? And because that song, I don't even know who sings it. I don't care. You're on a different road. I'm in the Milky Way. You want me down on Earth, but I am up in space. You're so damn hard to please. We gotta kill this switch. You're from the 70s, but I'm a 90s bitch. I love it. She's not a 90s bitch because she couldn't have been born any earlier than the 90s, which means that she didn't grow up in the 90s. Me? Which means that she was. A, no, the girl who sings that I song. I was a teenager oh, in the 90s. I love reality bites and I still think Thank cigarettes you. are cool and but I like, like to wear plaid shirts. When she's saying I'm so. a 90s bitch, that's because it's fucking retro for her. Yeah. Which is too fucking soon. Our nostalgia bubbles are too soon. I'm legit old, so I'm actually a 90s bitch. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Okay. Do you guys feel like your ice is broken? I know everyone's a little drunk. And um, are we good to move on? Good to move on. Yeah. Icebreakers. So Kat, you want to tell us some hotel stories? I would love to. Do you want to start? Yeah, you tell who. Kat, why don't you give us a couple hotel stories and then okay. we'll do some weird sleep stuff with Nikki and then I'll give you some hauntings. Yeah. I got some stories, short, and I think this one is sweet. 
Only <laughs> the one. Only the sweetest from our Only the sweet, sweetest. Sweet Katarina. All right. So uh these uh guys had a guess and uh they ended up calling him the pie guy. He would come into the hotel. Do you know where this is? It was in Wisconsin. 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 Packer he would country. come into the hotel without a reservation. He'd pay $100 a cash deposit. And the next day... Oh, God. <laughs> and they would see him coming into the hotel with boxes of pies. And the next day, when they would clean his room... No... Did he defile the pies with his penis? No, that would have been much more understandable, I think, of a story. Like American pie style? He would eat the inside of the pie. What? And all the crusts he would throw in the tub. He left a bathtub full of the pie. He would leave a bathtub. Filled with fucking crust. Okay, were they broken up? Like, did he throw them in there and then bathe in them? No, they, no bathing. Because like, that would be kind of like even if you like, bathe, oh, this is like, so oh, good, and then they're gonna be like, oh, so no. good, rolling He'd around eat in the, the crust. Yeah. Interior of the pies. That's so fucking weird. Why not just no like a jam. ball pit, like a ball pit of pie? Yeah, crust. a ball pit <laughs> of pie crusts. Yeah, we. But like, why not just eat jam? Because yeah, jam like, is essentially a pie filling. Get like a little thing of lemon get curd. A big shit of, get some yeah. fucking applesauce. Get like a homemade blueberry jam. <laughs> it's not the same. But it's, it's almost not the, same the same with leaving all the pie crusts in the tub. That's true. I'm telling you, these people you have off. nothing to toss repeatedly, in the tub. <laughs> this is the thing. Repeatedly. He At would the do same this. hotel? Same hotel. And so the $100 deposit was for them to clean the bathtub? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So he would know and they, and, you know, like when you go to a hotel, it's zero, like pol- their policy is, uh, no questions asked. Confidentiality. <laughs> yeah, no right? questions asked. Yeah. Like no questions asked. What happens? You, in the he hotel paid the money. He, for whatever reason, kept it all contained in the bathtub and no one has any fucking clue. What Do they did know anything the about this guy? Like, is he married? Nothing. He would comfortably walk into the hotel with boxes of pies. And they had to know he was coming in. Oh, it's yeah, the pie guy. Yeah, they they called him the pie guy. This is the story of the pie guy. But like in and they never learned anything about him? Never. And they couldn't say anything about him because Right, because he's not doing ch- anything illegal. Yeah. And he contains He's it not in endangering bathtub, anyone's so, life. And what a fucking the room freak. was clean. <laughs> <laughs> but like in a really PG, like totally harmless kind of wholesome way like is there anything more wholesome than a pie or the pie crust full of juice i'm gonna guess uh but he had an ulterior motive no one's getting hurt like yeah yeah yeah. it's such a wholesome except himself maybe he's maybe i don't know maybe he's like in love with uh pie strawberry rhubarb maybe part of me will be together forever he's in love with the pie maker <laughs> He's fucking the pie maker with closer a, to the pie maker. What is it? I'm in love with a stripper. I'm in love with a pie maker. It's not the same. Stripper sounds Maybe better. Maybe he was making like uh, cookies. 
Like maybe he was like. You mean cream pies? Maybe he's making cream pies. <laughs> I make cream pies. <laughs> No, with your nope cum? nope no i don't no nope. there I think are some I learned... fucking crazy fetishes out there like people have fetishes with like women wearing stiletto heels and walking on balloons oh right. yeah that's like a very common thing and blowing up balloons yeah, yeah. lots it's of like lots of balloon play but the strange. we accept you if you have a fetish, that's it's cool. cool. As long as you're not hurting animals, children, or other people. Without their consent. This- Even with their consent. I don't know, man. See, now you're judging. I'm not <laughs> saying no. I'm saying I don't know. Right. Okay, fair. Because I, you can't consent to torture. I mean, I, I don't know if people would argue differently. I'm not into that shit I'm myself, sure they would. So I and No, really- I don't mean like... I don't mean like the general BDSM community. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, I was... <laughs> I was going a little bit darker with it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did you want to tell any more of your stories? I I was flipping through your thing and I saw a little um uh, the celebrity one you like? that said Sheen and it I think it might have been about my friend Charles. Okay, so we'll He's talk about lo- I'll give Charles you some Sheen. celebrity stories. So I get tiger blood infusions, you guys. What? Let's get tiger blood infusions. Do, God, does he do that? My best friend Charles Sheen. Well, he talks about how he has tiger blood. Because he's a maniac. I hate this. He's man. the original Teach Me Tiger. <laughs> is he? Yeah. No, no, Ooh, he's not. Touche. Tiger blood. <laughs> I mean, this is just so stupid. It, the celebrity ones really got me. <laughs> just, to, uh, just people, ugh. people are crazy. What money can do to people is insane. Okay, I want money to do all kinds of things to me. Yeah, but not bring that on the much money. money. <laughs> bring the money. But if to you're not me. using it, if you're using it for this kind of bullshit, like yeah. so, essentially. He um, flew so Charlie Sheen at the Plaza. The Plaza is in is in New York. Yeah, yeah. So for a trip to see Mary Poppins on Broadway, he booked ex-wife Denise Richards and their two young daughters into the Eloise Suite, and um, he got himself a room, an adjoining room down the hall, so he could party. All was going well until the authorities were called with complaints of loud fighting. Upon their arrival, police found a very naked, very irrational Sheen in the process of destroying his hotel room with his date for the evening. An equally naked porn star named Christina Walsh, who was uh, hiding in the bathroom. They found her hiding in the the bathroom. (laughs) That's the one thing with a hotel room. (sighs) Where you know where to go. You're just in there. Like, quick, we've been busted. Um, Uh... I guess I'll go in the bathtub. <laughs> oh no, it's full of pie crust. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this. I'm going to eat my way out. <laughs> Salvador Dali at the St. Regis in New York. He would. Would often... he like melt all the clocks off the walls? <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, you're on. He would Nikki's, call. Nikki's he would, arrived. <laughs> he would often call um, room service and order like a live horse to be brought to his room. Uh, One time he tried to order a small flock of sheep. (laughs) Because he couldn't sleep. He was like, like I literally need to count (laughs) sheep. Not to eat just for company. Oh, I, I, (laughs) when you say order a horse to the room, a lot of people eat horse. No, I needed a buddy. Wow. He's like, why don't these cute little shooting with the horses? Let's hear about Zeppelin. Drummer, John Bonham, He'd often at the hotels he, they would stay at drive his motorcycle through the hotel lobby. What a fucking 
dick. I'm sorry. Like, that's such a dick move. I know. It's crazy. And, and like, not like, once. Your motorcycle times different hotels. your dick. You're just like mm-hmm. swinging your dick around, yeah. filling the place full of exhaust. Ugh, Diva Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. No, my angel. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> my ice queen. I'll, I'll read this one. So Nicole Kidman in Chicago at the Four Seasons. Okay. So she really cherishes her beauty sleep. I mean, she is very beautiful. (laughs) Well, she would insist that her room be made up with her own imported Italian sheets. Um, She had them delivered to the hotel with an illustrated manual outlining precisely how the bed was to be made. What a bitch. Princess in the Uh, pee mud? The punchline... She never actually showed up. <laughs> Bitch. That's fuck you money. All of these people are just like, fuck you money. And she, like, yeah, well, she makes the hotels, if there's 60 watt light bulbs, she makes them put in 40 watt light bulbs. I mean, that's a consideration that we would all benefit from because 60 watts is a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> warm light. We want warm, the warm light. Warm white and 40 watts is great. Like, what are we doing in here? Holding a conference? No. And only pink Skittles. Duh obviously and 10 pounds of chicken wings <laughs> with the sauce on the side <laughs> kiss would <laughs> they would crazy glue all the hotel rooms furniture to the ceiling oh that sounds like that would be salvador dali's jam <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lot of work yeah. like, why I would guess you, you would need that? four people for that because you have to hold it job. <laughs> you would have to hold it for the glue to set I mean, Crazy Glue bonds pretty fast. I know, but you still have to hold it for a minute. Yeah. That's so very we, funny. Well, they have those big platform shoes, so they could reach the ceiling easily. <laughs> go, go, gadget shoes. <laughs> Wait, Kat, when you say they glued all the furniture to the ceiling, including the bed? I think so, but I'm not sure. Oh, I damn. couldn't find, I couldn't, I tried to research a little more and I couldn't really find it. Maybe that's why everything's bolted down now. I mean, how can, what are you going to steal like a... I guess you can. There's a there's a note in our bathroom that says, "Yeah, they charge you 15 bucks per towel." These towels are not worth 15 dollars. Towels. It's like a glorified hand towel. It barely fit around my hips. Yeah, they're small and scratchy. Hashtag days in. It's not the greatest. uh, Days over. The company is what made this day great. (laughs) Let's be real here. I don't know. The faux barn board wall is pretty nifty. Yeah, yeah. Looks good. Looks good. I dug the pool. Definitely the pool, does the pool. Yeah. Although if we had been in there before the like 40 preteen boys had been in there, I think it would have been a little less <laughs> <laughs> linty <laughs> in the hot tub. <laughs> Pretty linty in that hot tub. And a lot of jizz. Oh. No. Let's make a baby. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just go sit in the pool. Cool. Do you have any more crazy hotel stuff that you want to tell us? I have a, f- I have a few funny stories. This one is funny. It's called cum glasses. Oh my God. That reminds me of a story that Kat and I have about a guy wanting to come in a cup for us. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Yeah. I'll me also neither. never forget looking out my window two months after in the winter and this guy's masturbating looking at, do you remember that when he came back? In the bush <clears throat> across the street, right? Yeah. In the middle of the winter. And when I started banging on the window to be like, get he just runs away with like his shorts in the middle of the winter, like oh down his God. fucking. I could come in a Should cup I... and drink it. Okay, so <laughs> so background. this is like the original two girls, one cup, but it's one dude and one cup. One dude, one cup, two girls on the front porch with their eyes closed. Like, That's what it was. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this dude he comes up to me and Mel. We're on the porch, 
And he was like, this is not an 855, by the way. No, this was on Cecil. When we lived on Cecil Street. Legendary. It was legendary. Yeah. So we're sitting. (laughs) (laughs) This is where Mel, Liz, and I lived with Lipinski. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And we, and we wreaked (laughs) havoc for the entire neighborhood because we spent all of our time smoking and drinking on our front porch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They all fucking hated us for sure. (laughs) I don't. It was fun though. We had a great time. It yeah. was a great time. It was a great time. So we were sitting on the porch and it was frosh week, I guess. And this pretty nerdy looking dude, he like comes up to us on the porch and he's like, uh, I'm trying to get into a frat. And I remember we were like, no, no, uh, not Pass. into it. And well, he's no, like, we were Pass. like, we were like, Oh, I think there's one over on, um, so, yeah. on, uh, what was that street? Oh, but like he was being St. George. <laughs> well, this is like, the, yeah. he's trying to get into a frat. Like, there's like there's one dare. on that street over there. There's a couple over there actually. And he's like, no, no, I'm not looking for a frat. I'm trying to get into a frat. Yeah. And he's like, I, all I got to do is dance naked in front of girls or people. Yeah. And he's like, and there's people like in that window over there watching me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, dude, um, that's fine. How about, uh, at the count of three, we'll turn around and you can do what you need to do. And he's like, no, they're watching. And I was like, okay, at the count of three, we'll shut our eyes. Yeah. And but, he's like, he's like, oh, oh, I could come in a cup too, if you want. And we're like, and drink no, it. Remember? No, he's nope. like, I could come in a cup. And if, yeah, he's like, I could also come in a cup and drink it if you like. <laughs> we're like, like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you two options. <laughs> I could do a little nudie dance or I could come in a cup and drink it. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it's no not joke. like you asked him for a menu. <laughs> you know, like it's not like he walked up and you were like, hmm, pardon me, sir. <laughs> I like your what dress shoes and your strange sexual pants. sexual exploits can you perform for us? Yeah. Uh, so then uh, I was like, one, two, three. We shut our eyes. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I remember. And uh, I was like, oh my God. Like you can sense if somebody's dancing or not. And I'm like, the guy's not dancing. And I open my eyes. I'm like, oh my God. He was literally sitting in front of our house on the ground, masturbating, staring at us. Sweet. That's, I mean, that's the dream. Right and there. he ran yeah. away after we were screaming and he said, thank you. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, he said, thank you. And then, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. and then a couple weeks later, Lindsay Lipinski and her sister, Leslie, hey guys, they were on the porch and the guy came back and he's like, hey, uh. Where are those are you, other girls? Are, he was like, are you the <laughs> girls who helped me out the other night? And they're like, <laughs> like they'd heard the story, right? So they burst into laughter and they're Hold like, Hold up. He asked them yes. if they were the girls who had helped them out the other night because he didn't wreck it. Like he, I imagine he had quite a bit of adrenaline happening at the time. And it was night. It, it was dark. dark. Okay. It was, it was nighttime. Yeah. But a very laughed in his face and they're like, no, we're not the girls, but we know about all of this situation he brought us a bottle of fucking wine did he actually bring one he brought a bottle of wine but they didn't take it so wait because he was was like i'd like to you guys like this was like no he was bringing us a thank you present yeah i just wanted to give them a bottle of wine or something to thank them for helping me out oh my god i know right and then months later he our neighbors and i guess you too saw him like in this bush across the street masturbating we had a mask oh yeah i saw him i saw him staring like he was looking at my window it was fucking sick like that's when it got scary when he when he yeah. actually came back that time in the winter. That's when it was like, okay, this guy wasn't trying to get into a frat. I mean, I think we figured that out pretty much. Yeah, but I had when he I think I had hope. Jerked off and on, on like ugh, dropped his ugh, dropped his like ugh. nerdy pants, <laughs> sat his butt down on our sidewalk. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he came three times. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, ugh, ugh. That's okay. what she said. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I set that one up pretty, pretty nicely. Um, okay, oh, so God. come glasses. Come glasses. <laughs> yeah, back to the come glasses. <laughs> I worked in a hotel, uh, which is essentially the number one holiday destination for elderly people in Britain. We had a blind man, we'll call him John, who would stay with us at least once a month. So John, obviously being blind, would need a lot of help to and from his room. And being the head porter, I would always go help him out. One day it was about 6 p.m. and it's dinner time. So knowing John will need help, I go up to his room to assist him. I had known John for a long time and he would always know when I would be coming up and would leave his door unlocked for us to help him. I go up to his room as always, but this time John wasn't quite ready. He was midway through one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. (laughs) He had a plastic bag filled with Vaseline, which he fashioned into a flashlight. He had music blaring out from his radio and he was wearing a bra and fishnet stockings. I walked into the room with my normal friendly manner, but the music was so loud. He didn't hear it opened and I... saw him using the flashlight. John invited me in a few minutes later because he, he went outside and <laughs> like ran out when he saw that. Didn't The, the man didn't see him. The old man didn't see oh, him because okay. he's, he's blind. blind. And the music was up so loud that he didn't hear him. Yeah. So he invited me in after two, after a few minutes. And when I walked in, I saw the bra on the floor. <laughs> and this as if this wasn't enough. As I was walking him down, I noticed his he had some cum on his glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki, why don't you tell us a little bit about some sleep stuff? Well, I think it's hilarious and ironic that I decided to talk about sleep stuff because my son has not slept through the night in almost two years. So I've probably had the least amount of sleep out of anyone here. Is that the length of his life? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't slept through the night since he was born. He's a what real joy. a dick. He's <laughs> <laughs> a real joy. So then I was doing a little, a little Google on the sleep and the parenting. And there's a hilarious, and by hilarious, I mean deeply upsetting, <laughs> lost sleep calculator for parents. Oh. Where you can put in the age of your child, and they'll tell you how much sleep you've lost since they were born. <laughs> oh no, so much. So with a, a like almost two year old baby, have lost two thousand five hundred and eighty nine hours of sleep. Do they? <laughs> do you put in like other metrics other than the age? No, they just put in the age. I think it's based in the UK, and it's like based on like self reporting from parents. So it, right. it's a little bit gimmicky because it's from Hillary's.co.uk, which is they do like interior design shit. So they're like, we can help you design your perfect bedroom. Like they're like, we're gonna tear you down, and then we're gonna build you up again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your life sucks, but think about how great your bedroom could be. But it is a very real thing that you lose. On average, like two weeks of sleep per month that they're alive or something. Per like it's a month. real. Wow. Yeah. It, my math is probably wrong because I have been drinking bubbly wine, but it's something, it's something crazy. Like, yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Too much. And we, uh, as humans, one thing that's interesting about our sleep is we don't actually know how much sleep we actually need. Mm. So people will be like, oh, you need to get seven hours. Oh, you need to get nine hours. There's no 
definitive scientific conclusive evidence, but they're generally like eight hours. Yeah. I mean, I could say for myself, I don't function well under seven and a half hours. Right. Yeah. But it's, and many people say that, right. But they haven't decided on a number where you're like, where you start to see like deleterious effects of not sleeping kind of thing that they do. And I have a, <laughs> I wish Kat I'm was sorry. awake for this because it would be really good. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, that. so they do know, they don't know what the optimum number is because it varies for different people, but they do know that under six hours is not enough. But there are some people who are considered short sleepers and short sleepers can function on six hours of sleep, which is like great. Most people can't do that. And so Donald, J. Trump, oh, president what a man. What of the a United man. States, has declared publicly that he is a short sleeper and he consistently gets five to six hours of sleep a night and that he functions totally fine. Which, I would argue that he's a dickhole. So then I looked up. Poorly. Yeah, he's- well, I looked up the effects of sleep deprivation. Ooh. <laughs> and it turns out that it it's- explains the presidency. Is it like strange <laughs> orange hair? Mm, accidents. <laughs> one number one causes accidents. <laughs> Donald J. Trump's presidency is a fucking train wreck. I think we can all agree on that. Number two is that it dumbs you down. So like it literally impairs your brain, like being 0.08 alcohol percentage, blood alcohol percentage, like as if you were drunk. It That's affects true. your reasoning, your problem solving, your memory retention. And like the guy doesn't know. He doesn't remember anything he's ever said. He doesn't remember anything he's ever done. Whenever right. he's asked about anything, I don't know. I don't know. The, the biggest thing is that it leads to poor judgment and poor decisions about your own capabilities. Oh. Because your Touché. lack of sleep brain is like, oh, I don't need to sleep. I'm good. And so you've been without sleep for so long that you don't understand what it's like to actually have a functioning brain. <laughs> And I think that would explain a lot with what's happening. Absolutely. <laughs> because he seems like, I mean, he probably needs more than a good night's sleep, but it certainly wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I think it might help. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my, my loose theory on, uh, on what's happening down there. The other thing that happens when you're sleep deprived is you get, you have micro sleeps. Uh huh. Have you heard that term before? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just, oh, you're just having little micro sleeps and it sounds like really benign, but you can have a micro sleep with your eyes fully open, but you're not, your brain essentially has shut down. So your brain is sleeping, but your body isn't, which means you're blind. Like you're not taking in any information. You're not processing anything. Your eyes are open, but nothing's there. Have you experienced this? I don't know. I don't know how I would know. Right. Because my yeah, brain wouldn't be processing it, right? But the thing that was freaking me out about that is like, I would, when I was driving up here the night before, when I was driving up to Kingston, because I live in Toronto, uh, the night before I didn't get a lot of sleep because Soren has a cough. And so he was waking up constantly and I woke up and I was like so tired. I stopped in Peterborough and then I drove here. So I did like four hours of driving. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I had micro sleeps because I didn't go off the road. But if you had a micro sleep when you were driving and all of a sudden you stopped getting inputs into your brain, mm-hmm. it'd be very easy to go off the road. I it'd mean, be very driving, easy to take someone out. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was asleep. <laughs> I've been driving where I sort of, I mean, I don't actually fall asleep, but I sort of come to and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Like where what am I? Happened? Did I pass my road? Yeah. 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 And thankfully it's, I, I've definitely had that sensation too. Thankfully it's never happened in a situation where it's like raining or snowing or I'm going around a bend because all of those things would be super bad. Right. But yeah, micro sleeps. Huh. With your eyes open. Have you heard of this thing where um, my sister and my brother-in-law used to do it for a little while and it was like the worst six months of their lives or something where they would sleep. Fuck, I wish I could remember what it's called. They'd sleep like 20 minutes every couple of hours. Oh, um, micro sleep made me think of it. Biphasic sleep? Sure. Or something. I think it's biphasic sleep. But yeah. They tried it and they said it was like terrible. That's what giraffes do. It's supposed to, the well, idea is that you can not be giraffes. so much more productive, right? Because you're awake but that's, more. Isn't that based on like the, cause like there's this whole thing where like Einstein slept for three hours at a time, three times a day or something. I don't know. That's I like my, my assumption is that that's where that comes from, but we don't live in the same time as Einstein did. Like, I think you have to adjust for you have to adjust for environment. <laughs> I don't think you can apply the same. Well, I mean, they said it was terrible. It so. sounds terrible. <laughs> Hello, that's just having a new baby. How fucking amazing did you feel when you had a new baby and you slept for like an hour six times a day? I was a mess. It's not cool. Giraffes, on the other hand, that's exclusively how they do it. Hmm. They sleep two hours a day, but they sleep in five to 15 minute intervals. Huh. So your <laughs> sister and brother-in-law were trying to be giraffes, but they're not giraffes. And that's why it didn't work. How do giraffes sleep? Is it like horses standing up? Standing up. up. And they kind of like droop. Did you know trees sleep? Tell me about it. Trees droop their branches over. They just like kind of like relax. They're like take a load off. And then when the sun comes up, they perk back up again. Trees Hmm. sleep. Trees snooze. I wonder if they dream. I feel like they don't, but I don't know. But you know how there's all that shit with like in the roots, they have the mitochondria and they like shoot it out and they communicate with each other. They might not dream the way we do with a consciousness, but like, I wonder if they have like a, I wonder if they have like a form of dreaming. We've all seen Avatar. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) The dreaming tree. That was based on fact. Okay. Well, it was based on Fern Gully and Fern Gully was based on true story. There you go. You heard it here first. We're getting two more avatars, by the way, just in case you were. Oh, worried about that. Apparently, like 2020 and 2024. Like, how much is a fucking movie going to cost in 2024? $90. Oh, it's in 3D. To to view it. I thought you meant to produce it. I'm like, $90. Yeah. I can afford that. I'm going to make a Peter Jackson movie ever made. It was $90. (laughs) I am going to get in the movie. Peter Jackson, well known for his low budget movies. I can afford that. I can compete with Peter. You hear that, Peter? Melody's coming for you. <laughs> for 90 bucks, they're going to be such high quality. Yeah. Like, I definitely see an Emmy in your future. Emmy? Thank Oscar. you so much. Oscar. Thank you. Thank you, you see an Oscar in your future. Either way, I'll Were take you going to make it for daytime television, like Lifetime Network? I'm not sure yet. Like a Lifetime movie of the week? Maybe. Maybe. It gets dark sure. on that channel. Yeah, there's a... That's like the hoarders and like intervention and like... Right. I can't watch those anymore. When I was like... I never could when you were li- when we were living together and you could, you were watching that. I mean, I was just like, oh God. Yeah, I don't watch it so anymore. Horrible. It's on Netflix and I can't turn it on. I'm just like, oh, nope. I can't. It's it just makes dark. me so sad. Uh-huh. Thanks, capitalism. Motherfucker. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. So back to sleep. 
Tell me more about that okay. slumber. Have you heard this wacky stat? <laughs> wacky tobacco. Yes, I have. <laughs> about where on average you eat eight spiders a year in your sleep. Tell me about it. Have you heard that? Yes. Okay. So it is a straight up urban legend. Oh, how many spiders am I actually eating? Zero. Because they don't want to be in my mouth. No. I read a Scientific American article that was talking about how, that was trying to like debunk the myth scientifically about how spiders would not want to crawl into your mouth. Okay. Because you're warm, you have a heartbeat, and you're generally, even if you're not snoring, you're making some kind of noise when you're breathing. Right. And to spiders, those are all signs to stay away. Okay. So they're not likely to climb into your mouth. This is according to Rob Crawford from the Burke Museum of Natural History and Culture in Seattle. The only time you're likely to have spiders crawling on you in your sleep is if you have bed bugs. And that's because they're after the bed bugs. <laughs> so if you have spiders crawling on you... trying to eat the you, bed bugs that are going in your mouth? No, 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 no. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. The only way you would have spiders crawling on your body... Yeah. Not necessarily in your mouth, but in your body okay. as if you had bed bugs in your bed and it would be because they're trying to climb over you to get to the bed bugs. So if you have spiders crawling on your body, fucking check for bed bugs. <laughs> that's, oh. that's what they're after. Hold up for a sec. Okay. Hold up. Hold okay. up. Okay. Okay. Will a spider just eat another bug like in the wild, not catching it in its web and like choking it out and all of that stuff? I don't know. Will it just pounce a bed bug? Maybe on your your leg or whatever. I mean, Rob Crawford at the Burke Museum of Natural History and Culture in Seattle said that if they're crawling on you, it's probably because there's bed bugs. But he didn't explicitly say that they'd be trying to capture them. So I don't know if they'd be trying to make a web on your bed to capture them or if they would be going after them. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, a bed web. You know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new co-sleeping aid. A bed web. (laughs) A bed web. Sounds totally safe. Sounds like a hammock. Sounds okay. It sounds actually like pretty chill. This yeah, is I'm my into bed it. web. And you can like close it over yourself and then no one will bother you, including your two-year-old. <sighs> can we make those? Uh-huh. I feel like if we made those, we could make a lot of money. A bed web? Bedweb.com. TM. We should talk about this later. Yep. You didn't hear that, <laughs> listeners. That's Stop our giving idea. away money, Melody. <laughs> Shh. You didn't hear anything. So the... Go on. Okay. So now... Rob Crawford has established that spiders don't go into your mouth. Okay. But we all are like, yeah, but eight spiders crawl into your mouth and you eat them in your sleep. Mm-hmm. Turns out that in 1993, so this is like early internet days when yeah. most people didn't even have email addresses, a woman named Lisa Holst wrote an article for PC Professional talking about how because the internet was so new and email and all these things were so new that people were super gullible and they would basically believe anything still true definitely still true hopefully not as bad as it was and she said one of the facts that she wrote in this article was that people on average eat eight spiders a year in their sleep and we're now 1993 2003 2013 we're still talking six years later did you did you like that out loud math I did. That was good out loud, man. Because honestly, I'm uh, so old that yeah. like when you say something was in the 90s, I'm like, oh that yeah. That was like 10 years ago. But no, no it was... It was like 30 fucking years ago. Years ago oh. That this woman was like, guess what, guys? People on the internet are fucking idiots and we're still fucking talking about it. 
It's not fucking true. So don't worry, guys. You are eating zero spiders in your sleep. No spiders are harmed during your sleep. Thank you for that. You're welcome. What are we eating, though? Are there other bugs going there? Uh, no, but there's like a shocking amount of bugs that you eat in like canned food that I don't even want to talk about. <gasps> Once once oh no we're gonna um, talk about it <laughs> just quickly when I, okay so my mom used to buy Why? canned beans like canned yeah. green beans and wax beans i really oh, love okay. them because yeah. they're like tasty and salty and they come in this like bean water it's yeah, like yeah. The salty bean water i would like drink the water from the canned beans it's like almost as good as pickle juice i know what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah it's like drinking a v8 it's but yeah different. it's great it's so good but i was I distinctly, oh God, am I going to say it out loud publicly? Yeah. I distinctly remember eating a can of wax beans for some reason on the toilet. <laughs> and as in I was eating them, out, there was a full on like pickled yellow caterpillar in with my wax beans. No way. Like a little, not that little actually, Protein. like a yellow, like the size segmented. of a yellow bean. <laughs> yeah. Like the size of a yellow Which bean. Which is it probably looked- how past inspection. It looked like the very hungry caterpillar, like oh wow, segmented like that. Did you eat it? Of course, I did not eat it. What I don't am know. I a I monster? Mean, maybe I'm only eating wax beans on the toilet. God, <laughs> I'm eating wax beans out of the can on the toilet. I'm not a monster. I didn't eat the caterpillar. <laughs> I mean, I was like 12 or something. I don't know yeah. why I was sitting on the toilet eating wax beans. I can't explain it. It's just so there's like maybe, maybe I'm remembering wrong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I was eating them out of the can on the toilet and I did eat the caterpillar. Maybe. maybe, No, I mean, like, maybe I was actually sitting at the table. It's possible. I don't think so. I know. I think it was on the (laughs) toilet. You're a real toilet eater. (laughs) (laughs) I do Uh, all my best eating on the toilet. (laughs) There's a name for that. If you're pooping and eating at the same time, there's like a name for it. I don't know what it is. Of course there is. Disgusting. I'm sure it is. Because it's probably some weird torture thing. Because humans are gross. We're disgusting. We're, We're the terrible. worst. Terrible. We're like... Yeah. Literally the worst. We really are. I know. Our entire lives are shitting where we eat. Like, that's just like... that's our, That sums up our entire existence. It's just humans constantly shitting where they eat. I know. I know. <laughs> that's our tagline. How would you advertise humans to an alien race? Humans shitting we where shit they where eat. We shit where we eat. And we believe everything on the internet. <laughs> Do you have the internet? Do you remember the cat in a box? Yes. Bonsai kitten. What Is that what you're talking fuck? about? Bonsai kitty? Yeah. I remember, I remember finding that on the internet and being like, oh, outrage. My God. What do I do about this? That's fucking Is insane. Is there a petition I can like, sign? What? I know. I totally believed it for longer than is reasonable. Um, What else you got? I think this is fucking fantastic. So I was obsessed with killer whales when I was a kid. They're amazing. I Mm -hmm. was like, there's so many reasons. But I learned when I was doing this deep dive on sleep, killer whales, the mamas, don't sleep for the first month after giving birth. Well, that sounds familiar. To protect their babies from predators. But they literally do not sleep. Like... Not even for five minutes. Wow. They're the only mammal that can actually go without sleep for longer than I think the longest time a human has gone is like four days or something, five days. What but happens after four days? Do you actually like, do you fall asleep or do you die? I think so. You can go longer without food than sleep. Like, I think you actually, your, your body just shuts down. It's just like, and we're done, which is why sleep deprivation is so bad. Right. Because your system literally can't function. It's so yeah, inefficient. Fuck you, babies. Like, hi. This is warfare. 
here's your here's your system. Here's the system we've designed. You need to fully shut down for eight hours a day, or you will not be operating at peak efficiency, and then you will die. Like as an evolutionary strategy, that seems pretty fucked. A little bit. Like you need to be essentially in a coma for a third of your life. Yeah. A literal third of your life, right? 24 hours, eight hours. Yeah. Like a third of your life, you need to be like done. I love being in bed though. Me too. But I don't, truthfully, I don't remember the part where I'm sleeping. I just remember the part where I'm lying in bed and I'm comfy. Yeah. It's so great. Isn't it great? I love waking up and being like, (laughs) oh, I actually slept. I like, do you know how rare it is for me to wake up because I wake up? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry. It took me a second. Like I'm a few drinks in. No, no, no. That's okay. To wake up because you wake up. It's also a really obtuse fucking question because unless you have a small child who doesn't sleep, of course you wake up when you wake up. Do you know what? This morning I woke up at like six and researched fucking haunted hotels because I couldn't sleep. Isn't that obscene? So even when I am not with my child, I wake up at four in the morning because I'm Uh, like, oh, well, obviously it's time to wake up now. Oh, no. He's really programmed me. It's full on Stockholm Syndrome. It's full on. It is like, it's fucking real. Seriously, the four in the morning? Four in the morning. He has, he has two things that he does. His first game (sighs) is to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and be Mm -hmm. like, all right, it's daytime. Like I'm up, even though it's fucking pitch black out. Yeah. He's like, no, it's time. What are you talking about? I've been asleep for seven hours. It's time. Yeah. His other game is to wake up at two in the morning and then be awake until five in the morning and then sleep for two more hours. That's his other game. Soren. That's not cool, buddy. It's brutal. He's just really excited. <gasps> yeah. That's he, like he wakes up and he's super happy and he's like, let's party. I'm like, it's not party time. He doesn't it's get not- it. Kids these Party days, time man. all the time. Kids these days. Yeah. Running <sighs> around in the halls at a hotel. What do they think? They are a hockey they team away nothing. from home. <laughs> in our you most- know what would have been amazing? What? Is if we had found a haunted hotel to stay in. I didn't even I so think of such that. A baby. Not amazing. Liz know, worked at a haunted like, hotel. Go back to episode. Uh, I, know. I don't know what. And, and it was in Kingston. In Kingston. Yeah, we could have we're recording there. in Kingston, Ontario tonight. We should have done that. Well, that's my bad. Because I'm the one who booked this fine establishment. Nikki, you fucking slut. <laughs> what can I say? It's the one time that I kept my legs closed to the hauntings. <laughs> You can't haunt me this time, baby. (laughs) The one time. The one time. I know, because you're... Normally, I'm all full of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) I'm going to hell. (laughs) Yep. Chock-a-block. Chock-a-block full. In our our most recent ghost episode, Halloween or on a bun, Jenna mentioned someone like wiener in a bun halloween or on a bun <laughs> like put a baby in that oh no you had to have listened to the episode a <laughs> hole <laughs> i just haven't listened to it yet it's fine it's fine it's fine it's clearly not fine <laughs> um you will never be on this podcast again 
you must listen to all of the episodes. Nikki is a slut and she doesn't <laughs> listen to our podcast. And her socks don't match. And her socks don't match. Okay. Legit graffiti written on the bathroom wall about me in high school. I wrote graffiti on the wall about a girl in elementary school and then the principal made me clean it off because it wasn't the girl's bathroom. It wasn't even the boy's one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was like, I didn't do that, but I'll clean it if you want me to. <laughs> nice. Good dodge. Uh, no, like... For a child, that's a great dodge. <laughs> I guess. Cool. Thanks. Cool. No cool. problem. Cool. Okay. In our most recent ghost episode, Jenna mentioned someone experiencing something spooky at the Lord Elgin Hotel in Ottawa, if I remember correctly. I think it was the Lord Elgin. Okay. So the person that she was talking about, so she booked them in at the hotel. It was someone that worked with her. And while they were attempting to sleep, they felt someone pull all of the blankets off of the bed. What? So like pretty fucking freaky shit. Yeah. So I said to my coworkers, Hey, do you guys have any like intel on really haunted hotels that I should research? And Megan said, Oh yeah, the Lord Elgin Hotel is notoriously haunted. They won't talk about it. Obviously, but it's crazy haunted. Some people like died in the elevator. There was a decapitation. And so I looked on the internet. The internet is scrubbed. Decapitation? Yeah. Yeah. Like so head loss. Around 1990, there was some sort of elevator accident that left a man decapitated and his name was Percy Robert Shale. And if you Google his name, the only thing that comes up is a court transcript from some sort of proceedings where they're talking about elevator inspections. What? But that's There's it. no obituary? Mm-mm. Well, I mean, there's obituaries, but I don't know if they match but the size. It's, it's right. like different times. Whoa. They clean that shit right off the internet. So I really tried to research the Lord Elgin Hotel, but Intel says that it's very haunted. However, in my search, I found some other Ottawa hotels that are more famously haunted. Are you More famous than a decapitation? Yeah, that nobody knows about. But everybody knows about. The people who work at the hotel know about it. But now we know about it. And now we know about it. And And our our listeners listeners know about it. Yeah, that's right. So don't lose your head. (laughs) (laughs) So I came across a couple other famously haunted hotels in Ottawa. The first is the Chateau Laurier. Have you heard of it? The famous Chateau Laurier. It's right by the Parliament buildings. You go across a little bridge. Super famous. Very famous. Super beautiful. It's a French Gothic palace. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Adjacent to the Parliament buildings. Does it have flying buttresses? No, that's a I church. That's a cathedral. That's I don't a gothic think it cathedral has the thing. buttresses, but it's very much in the gothic style. Yeah, gothic yeah. revival. It overlooks the Ottawa River. Love a good buttress. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> it's six hundred and sixty thousand square feet, five stars, four hundred and twenty-nine rooms. It's kind of a big deal. It's huge. Okay, so. Many famous guests have stayed there, including John Lennon and Princess Diana, as well as countless heads of state. Not just their heads, though, just right? the regular kind. <laughs> <laughs> so the Chateau We've Lair- had a number of heads in this hotel. Did they get lost in the elevator by chance? <laughs> <laughs> so the Chateau Laurier- No, no, they were still attached to the bodies. <laughs> the Chateau Laurier is said to be haunted by the ghost of Charles Melville Hayes, the man who commissioned it in the early 1900s. He was the president of the Grand Trunk Railway, a Montreal-based railway system which connected Eastern Canada with New England. Okay. But also the West Coast. I had no idea the Grand Trunk Railway was a real thing. It's a thing. Because isn't there a band called the Grand Trunk? 
I don't no, know. No, there's a band called the Grand Funk Railway. That's very funny. We should play them. <laughs> Do you know any of the names of the songs by them? Oh, we're an American band. Oh, that's the song. That's them. Okay. Apparently, they also do the locomotion. Really? Yeah. The locomotion song by Grand Funk Railroad. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Yeah. Do the locomotion. I know you'll get to like it if you give it a chance now. Yeah. Come on, baby. Do the the words now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, around this time, railway was a big deal. And Canada was encouraging ranchers and farmers to move into the prairies and to Western Canada to dissuade the Americans from invading Canada because it was pretty empty out there. So they were like, I think they called it the new best West or something like that. They were like, like, it's the wild North. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So they were very much encouraging people to move out there because they thought America was going to come and take it. So in the 1880s, the first train continental burned down their house. (laughs) Burning down the house. (laughs) In the 1880s, the first transcontinental railway was built, followed by a second one in 1905. And the third one, the Grand Trunk Railway, Willie, which was a little more northerly, ran from Winnipeg, Manitoba to Prince Rupert, BC, and cut through the Jasper, Alberta National Park. This is important only because the man who... The myth... The man, the, the legend. legend, the legend. I cannot speak English because we've had so much wine at our delightful slumber party. <laughs> but yet I understand you perfectly. <laughs> because we're on the same wine. Okay. So along with the railways came luxury railway hotels, including the Banff Springs Fairmont Hotel, which Sarah talked about in episode 41. Super haunted. Very haunted. It's yeah. on like most haunted in Canada list. But like but most like, haunted in North America in slash the world. The world. Yeah. Yes. So Sarah told a story about a terrible, gruesome murder that happened there in this room that's closed off. You'll have to go back to episode 41. Is that right? Yeah, 41. Yeah. Go back and listen to Sarah's story. The Chateau Laurier was Melville's version for Ottawa. So he funded it, took the whole thing on. It took four years to complete. He'd scheduled its grand opening to the public on April 26, 1912. And about a month before the ceremony, the railway tycoon made a business trip to Ingoland. Do we have tycoons anymore? I don't know, but it was 1912, girl. We like, had is them. Jeff Bezos a modern day tycoon? Like, does tycoon just mean like rampant, greedy asshole? Yes. Like Mr. Moneybags? Mr. Moneybags. (laughs) So in 1912, Mr. Moneybags, about a month before the ceremony, he made a business trip to London where he attended some meetings in the Grand Trunk Railway's head office. And he decided to come back on the maiden voyage of a new ocean liner in a luxurious upper deck room. Can you guess what ocean liner this was? The Titanic? It was the Titanic. Ding, 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 ding. You did it. Um, so I think we all know what happened there. He made it, right? Like no, on the died. ice flow? He died. Dead. But there was an ice flow. They actually even found his body. Jack. There was a necklace. Rose. <laughs> Rose's necklace? That's the entire dialogue of that movie. You've now <laughs> seen Titanic. You're welcome. The end. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, he didn't make it. They did find his body, even, a, which is, like, shocking. Cause yeah. Because there were 1,500 people that died yeah. or 25, I don't know, in the thousands. Yeah. So many. So the opening was postponed by a few months. And people said that he attended the opening in spirit and then stuck around forever. <laughs> so <laughs> he, uh, he's been reported as being seen like walking the halls angrily. Everyone says he's like a mean spirit and then he's really like mad about stuff and he doesn't like people moving stuff around. So when housekeeping would leave the room for a couple minutes and come back, like the furniture's all moved. Sweet. Yeah. Because that's what you want. Yeah. And they also say that his spirit... Didn't I just leave that right there? <laughs> if there are Is items that... That, that he doesn't like, he breaks them. Of course. That's it perfectly was, it logical. It was the ghost. <laughs> yeah. I didn't drop that expensive Obviously. crystal vase. So he's a scape ghost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most famous spooky tales to come out of the Shadow Lariat is the experience of Patrick Watson, who is the former chairman of the CBC, which for you Americans is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Big deal. So one night in the 1980s, Watson awoke to a sharp crack, which he thought was like a gunshot. And so he was like stealthily trying to come out to confront the intruder and found that like a glass ashtray had just spontaneously like cracked into pieces. Whoa. And then the next night he woke with a start this time roused by a loud crash in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) What he discovered was that his shaving kit had leapt from behind the sink faucet. He'd sort of wedged it behind the sink faucet and it had like leapt (laughs) off the counter and onto the floor and was like smashed all over the place. So that's kind of crazy. And he talked about it publicly and about how it like sort of always stuck with him. There was also yeah. a, a woman who claimed to have felt a phantom hand caressing her arm and shoulder in the bathroom of her suite. And so then, he's a touchy ghost too. That's touchy. great. Like, he's like angry and, and mean, touchy, but very touchy with the ladies. <laughs> so, that's such a killer combo. That's know, what I'm like looking really for in a man. Sexy. He's like a sexy ghost, you know? <laughs> Can you be mean, but also caress me? Love it. (laughs) So she felt like a hand caressing her arm and there was no one there. And then later that night while she was cleaning her face, removing her makeup in front of the bathroom mirror, she sort of like glanced in the mirror at some movement and the closet door just swung open. Barf. Hotel staff and guests have reported seeing the ghost of Charles Melville angrily pacing the halls. And apparently it's also believed that another ghost there is Yusef Karsh, a photographer who lived there for 18 years. I don't know. So this is like a thing that people used to do, but not precariously housed people, right? Like people just used to live in hotels. Yeah. What do you but think people the don't do that like? anymore? No. Can you imagine? Like, what are we paying tonight? $165 a night? Yeah. I mean, presumably they would give you like a discount on a long-term stay, but if we were to stay here for 18 years, what would they charge us? And would our children like let us sleep through the night if we did that? Is that a thing? Can we just like hide out here for 18 years until our kids sleep through the night? So let's say they like if okay, so if it's 155, let's say they do a 30% discount. Sure. Okay, so that's 107. So that's $3,200 a month. It's very expensive. I mean, that's rent in Toronto. $38,000 a year. Wow. That's a salary. That's rent in Toronto. A salary. Wow. Like a low salary. Yeah. But a but salary nonetheless. That's wild. Okay. 
I'm going to just go on about this for a little longer and then I'll move on. No, actually, I'm about done. Maids on staff have for many years reported furniture and other items moving in the rooms when they stepped out for a moment. It happened over and over again, and it would happen so quickly. Like, initially, they would think, oh, someone's pranking me. But it would happen so quickly and the exact same every time. They were like, it's not a person because they're moving furniture, and it's like in a literally two-minute... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the flash. And, uh, I don't know why they've <laughs> arrived at it being this Melville character. Right. Specifically, I find that kind of odd, to be honest. But isn't he the one who got the hotel? I know, but why do they think it's him? It could be anyone. Well, if he it? died before the hotel opened, he might be kind of pissed that, like. I know. But. And that's why he's rearranging stuff. He's like, this isn't the way I wanted it when yes. it opened. Fair. Fair. Why didn't you. Bring my vision to life. Well, because you were dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, sorry. I have a question for you. What's that? Do you sleep naked? Not anymore. I used to. Did you sleep naked before you had a kid? I slept naked before kids. Yes. Yeah. Same. It's funny. I enjoy PJs now, but it's, it, it is definitely partly because I have to crawl into bed with my kids all the time and I don't want to be like nude because mostly because they would try to breastfeed for yeah, a long time. Same. I yeah. used to sleep naked and then I had a kid and then I was like, Oh God, if I'm naked, you're just going to maul me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to mm-hmm. be mauled right now. Never mind the husband. 8% of people sleep naked. Only eight. Yeah. Isn't that low? That seems shockingly low. Yeah. So fucking so many prudes. My husband, Christopher always sleeps naked. So does my husband. Interesting. And I used to sleep naked too. Like before we were together, like I was a, yeah, me too. You know what's interesting? I remember this is completely unrelated to any research that I did, but your body is able to regulate its temperature better if you're naked. That makes sense. I often get like sweaty in pajamas. Yeah. And if I don't wear pajamas, I'm fine. Mm. I also get cold when I'm wearing pajamas too, which seems mm. wrong. <laughs> it just seems really wrong. It is wrong, Nikki. <laughs> I just want you to know. <laughs> Dear body, <laughs> this is the wrong reaction to the situation. <laughs> Okay, so quickly before I move on to another Ottawa location that I'm really excited about and Kat's sleeping for, I wanted to tell her all about it, but I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you, Nikki. I'm all ears. Um, before I move on to another Ottawa Even location. Even my eyes are ears. Wow. You are all ears. <laughs> it's kind of spooky. I wanted to touch back on the Banff Springs Hotel, which Sarah did tell us about in episode 41. 41. Or 40? You've I been saying 41 this whole time. I know, but I think it was 40. Anyway, Halloween or on a button. Look it up. Whatever. Go to our website. Go to iTunes. Do your part. Okay? So, Sarah told us about the terrible murder that happened there, but there are a couple other famous ghosts that I just wanted to sort of rhyme off real quick. So, there's Sam the Bellhop, who is an apparition of a bellhop, who apparently seems to do his job even as a ghost. So, he's known to open doors for people, make wake-up calls, and unlock doors for people. Whoa! (laughs) So, before there were alarm clocks in factory towns in England, they would employ someone to go around and wake everyone up to go to work. Wow. (laughs) Which is like, how many times a day would you get punched in the face in that job? It's like a debt collector. It's the worst. Who wakes that guy up? Do you know? What if he wakes up late? What if he, like, everyone's supposed to be working at night and he, like, has a rough night and wakes up at 10 to 9 and then everyone's late for work? Yeah, he's, that guy's gonna get literally stoned in the town square. Every, like, every day. He was, like, the alarm clock for the factory town. So I grew up with Doberman Pinchers. (laughs) And do you know who developed the breed? 
No. A tax collector because he needed a guard dog. Oh. And so the reason they docked the ears, which is like they would trim the ears and yeah. tape them up so that as they grew, the cartilage would form with the ears standing up and they would dock the tail, cut the tail short, was so that people couldn't grab the ears and the tail to try to like get the dog. Aww. I know. Um, and then people also see a bride walking or falling down a staircase and sometimes see flames in her skirts. And there was apparently a bride who died there on her wedding day because she was walking on the stairs and her dress caught on fire. And <gasps> in her panic, Aww. she tripped and fell down the stairs and broke her neck and died. Oh my God. And so people see her on the stairs. And then apparently also they see her sometimes dancing alone in the ballroom in her full wedding gown. So sad. It is sad, isn't it? Okay. Next. Episode 40. Is it 40? Yeah, it's episode 40. Did I just, just looked look it up? up. Episode 40, not 41. Episode 40. Okay. 40. The next one is the Hostels International Ottawa Jail Hostel. Mm. So the jail was first Sounds built. Sounds sassy. It's very spooky. <gasps> the jail was first built in 1862 as the main detention center in Ottawa, Ontario, which is our Nation's Nation's capital, capital. Canada. It closed in 1972 and was quickly converted into a hostel. And today visitors can stay in the rooms on the first three floors or in the top floor. There are unaltered cells that you can stay in. Doesn't that sound nice? I would not do that. No. Um, so there was, I would have when I was like 18. That seems like something you would do when you were young. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have, but whatever. It's a young people's game. Yes. Now we're very old. Now we're old and irrelevant. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Okay. It's kind of great. So there was very little in the way of amenities. The windows were open to the elements, leaving prisoners exposed to the frigid winters, also the sweltering summers. So although many died by execution, one might also question how many died just by like exposure. <laughs> mm, joyous. Um, I know, Canada. right? One of the more infamous inmates of the prison was Patrick J. Whelan, who was convicted and sentenced to hang for the murder of Thomas Darcy McGee. And it was widely believed that he received an unfair trial and was hanged for a crime he didn't commit. He also vehemently denied any involvement in the murder until he was hanged. So he was executed on February 11th, 1869, in front of 5,000 people. What? In Ottawa. Wow. His body was supposed to be. I mean, sent I guess to- they didn't have TV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do? Oh, there's a hanging. Great. What are you up to? It's been a slow you week. Going to, the, going to the hanging, or uh... <laughs> he was supposed to be sent to Montreal, but was instead buried on site on the jail property. So staff and guests have reported seeing Whelan standing at the end of their beds, watching them, often holding a Bible or wandering the dark Gross. corridor along death row. Why are Bibles so fucking creepy? Well, I mean, exorcisms. I guess, I guess that would be it. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Like, if you're facing death, what the hell else are you gonna do except maybe find God? I don't know. Right. Oy, oy, oy. Anyway, the final execution took place in 1946, and the gallows are still there and functional. And when I was pregnant with my first child, sweet. Holly Virginia Marie. She was in my belly. I was very, very pregnant. I went to see Kat, who's passed out in this lovely hotel bed over here. I went to see her band play. And uh, I wasn't smoking at the time because I was pregnant. Get it straight. But other people were smoking. And so we went outside to the like courtyard. You do. <laughs> and uh, the gallows are fully intact. That seems highly unlikely. 
It's true. I was no, there like, I, I believe so you, but it just seems so strange that they would have kept them. They're really capitalizing on the whole like terrible the shock value. Totally. Another fun fact. They partially dug up the parking lot to build the Mackenzie King Bridge. So they dug up the parking lot of the old jail. Yes. So it would have How been... many years later? Like... Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was bought in the 70s. So it stopped being... Say it stopped functioning as a jail where people died... In the 70s. In the yeah. 70s. 72. I wonder when the last hanging was in Canada. Oh, I don't know. At this jail, it was 1946. Okay. That's pretty late. That is late. But yeah, they found 140 bodies just in the one little corner. So... That is a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of guest reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Great hostel. From some of the dead people they dug up? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It's a little cramped down here. (laughs) (laughs) Very cold (laughs) and dark. Um, (laughs) Great trapped. (laughs) Great hostel, but the ghosts kept messing with the entrance door. Spooky AF. Beautiful place. Ghosts wouldn't leave me alone. Loved humming to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the best haunting ever. I want someone to hum to me all the time. I do not believe in ghosts, nor does the friend I was traveling with. However, at 1 a.m., my friend woke up screaming, let me go, and said she felt like someone was holding her arm, and I wasn't anywhere near her, and there was no one else in the room. Let me tell you, you can't fake that. Highly recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, I did not touch on sleep paralysis in my sleep research. However, I do know from having experienced the occasional sleep paralysis and looking it up, it's usually just that you're kind of tangled in a blanket or like right. there's something where your body feels kind of stuck. And so in your dream, you you dream that you're paralyzed, right. but right. you're not. Mm-hmm. So that last haunting feels, that feels a little sus. All right. Maybe her All arm right. was just stuck in a blanket. Let's see. It's haunted, but not in a bad way. Ghosts are super quiet. <laughs> <laughs> they hummed me to sleep with a beautiful, <laughs> but haunting lullaby. <laughs> um... So yeah, I'm convinced. Hi, H.I. Ottawa Jail is absolutely probably haunted, but the ghosts actually seem kind of nice. You'll just have to go there (laughs) yourself to find out for sure. If that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. Absolutely, probably. (laughs) Definitely, maybe. (laughs) Okay, I have one more haunted hotel, which is in Toronto, which is the city where we all met. Yay. Be still my beating heart. Oh, no, Ma- don't, because that means you're dead. I don't want to die. And then you're going to haunt this hotel. I'll haunt it so don't hard. haunt this hotel. I'm going to ride home with you in your RAV4, and I'm going to haunt your okay. ass. Okay. Okay, we'll hang out forever. You're like, Andrew, look who came home with me. She's dead, though. The ghost of Melody passed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm talking about the Royal York, baby. Ooh, yeah. What I remember about this hotel is that as a child, I used to watch the Deanie Petty show like right. every day. And at the end, it would always say there was a little promo for the Royal York Hotel that would say, guests of the Deanie Petty show stay at the Royal York Hotel in beautiful downtown Toronto. <laughs> so that's sort of like my personal connection to the Royal York is television. Yeah. yeah. But I did a little research. So... The Royal York Hotel is one of the city's most enduring landmarks, and at one time it was the tallest building in the entire British Commonwealth. It was like the following year they started building towers that were Yeah, like it's not that tall. It was for like a year. But how tall is it? Like 10 stories? It's 20-some stories. Okay, that's more impressive. But still. 
<laughs> so there are several ghosts and strange happenings. There's an apparition of a gray-haired man who I believe is like the most famous of the ghosts there. Okay. He appears in a maroon smoking jacket and pants and he wanders the eighth floor halls. He silently walks along the hallway of the eighth floor of the dormitory tower. So there are staff members who refuse to go on that floor during the midnight shift because he's pretty spooky and everybody sees him all the time. There's also supposed to be a ghost of a former employee who hung himself from a stairwell railing above the 19th floor. The hotel only has 19 floors, which are occupied. However, almost all of the stairwells lead to the upper roof and the floors actually go up to like 23. Oh, so the upper floors are occupied by mechanical rooms, which are electronically locked and only entered when work is being done. Yeah. It's crazy that there's all those floors just yeah. with like electrical shit, but maybe up- it doesn't have a huge basement. I don't like know. Like that normally that stuff would be in a basement. So the stairwell in question leads right to the roof, exiting to the big red Royal York sign, which can be seen from the street. Many of the maintenance staff at the hotel have stated that strange sounds such as screaming and loud footsteps can be heard above while climbing the stairwell. But when the sounds are investigated, nothing can be found. Nobody can be seen. And when they're said to be heard, the cameras are checked and the alarm system and there's no activity. But people hear shit all the time. And in addition, multiple guests have complained about children running up and down the hallways making noise when there were no children there. And it's children, children, the biggest complaint that they get. They get that complaint all the time. And there's like, so a bunch of children died there. I don't know if they died there. I don't know what happened, but. People hear kids running up and down the halls all the time. And they're not there. And so then, is it? Yeah. Just to digress. Yeah. Spooky children. What's spookier than spooky children? I, I mean, know. not much, but so to haunt a place. Yeah. You need to be a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Can't deny that. No, that goes without saying. But to haunt a place you have to have some sort of connection to it. You don't necessarily have to have died there. Yeah. But if that's rule number 151 in the haunting handbook. <laughs> the rules for the recently deceased. Yes. <laughs> the handbook for the recently deceased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should have consulted that before this episode. Duh. Duh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, but like, for children to be haunting the Royal York, that would mean they would have had to have died as children. Yes, probably. Because, like, if you die as an adult, you don't become a child ghost. But then there's also incidences of hauntings where it's, like, kind of like a collective memory. Like, in... I'm trying to remember the place. Um, but it would still have to be a collective... Oh, so you're saying like it could be a collective memory like of something fields. that happened. There are fields where... You know, big war shit happens. Yeah. And people see big war shit, you know, big war shit. And people (laughs) see entire armies. And it's just like this snapshot of time. But people have been reporting it for years and years and years. It's not like people aren't just making that shit up. Probably. I don't know. So I wonder if it's something like that. If it was like, like if it's a collective consciousness thing. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the idea of like perceptual set. How, like, if something is misspelled, you can read it the right way because your right. brain is just like, no, that's, I'm expecting to see this spelled this way, so I'm going to read it this way. Right. Like, does that happen on, like, a mass scale where so many people say, like, I experienced this here, and then people are like, oh, that's so crazy, like, I'm totally going to experience this here, and then they go there and they make it happen? I think probably, but... So is that technically a haunting? I'm just curious. I'm not, like... I don't know. I don't I know, truly like, don't. 
like kind of could all of these hauntings just be manifestations of our own consciousness? Like could our own consciousness be creating them if we like if your yes. perception is reality? Yeah. And it you're is. <laughs> like that's pretty we're all like, you know, our rods mine and cones are the alone. same and so we don't see the same colors and blah 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 like it, let's get stoned in high school. But like okay. Did you did you have that conversation when you were high in high school? About how, how the, we, you're, how no one's rods and cones are the same in their if, eyes. So there's like, what no way the, we're seeing the same colors. I see red, but you, you think it's red like, is blue. And, but what I think is blue is red. You're in a box. I'm putting you in a box. You I'm totally had the conversation stone in high school. Yeah. But still, that's what I mean. Like, could you, could all of these hauntings just not just, but could all of these hauntings be our consciousness creating shit for ourselves as opposed to, an external thing creating them and then sure us witnessing them. I'm sure it could. Is but that I, possible? Like, is that... It is, but in a lot of these instances, there are people making these reports who aren't aware of the stories behind right. it. So specifically like with they're the Royal York, I forget what website I was looking at. This is all from the internet. And we know the internet is only true always. All 100%. The There's never anything See the story about eating there. eight spiders in your sleep a year. Yeah. <laughs> internet <laughs> equals truth capital t end truth. of story but there is a guy who they were talking about on this website who worked at the royal york and he sort of would joke while he was there about like oh you know like electrical issues he'd be like oh it must be the ghost blah 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 mm-hmm. and then he found out about all these stories after and he's like oh well right shit maybe it was a ghost and then he after that reported feeling all of these cold spots and all of this bizarre like paranormal activity but he started reporting that after he found out about the ghosts yep so that's what i mean like nikki no i'm not it doesn't (laughs) and i i actually think it makes the story kind of cooler yeah because it means that there's we have this like collective imagination thing thing happening yeah where we're all just like able to conjure this shit up Mm -hmm. which i think is awesome like that's so cool like that's like doing drugs it's funny when but ha- you're not when we did our ufo <laughs> like- episode laura who we interviewed yeah she was talking about like she isn't comfortable answering the question do you believe aliens or ufos are real she's right. like well i truthfully i don't know but i do know that our stories and our yeah. collective experience of it all it's very real to us. Like yeah. we make it real in our stories. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's a similar thing. And so, but does that mean it's any less real? I don't know. Hard to say. We got to get stoned and be 18 to unpack this one. Yeah. Like where's my weed? <laughs> Why did I leave my weed at home? <laughs> Way to go, mom. <laughs> Damn it. That's what I have on hauntings. There were a million haunted hotels though. I got to tell you. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, so especially many. the old ones. And especially if people fucking live there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. There are some wild stories. Here's what we need to do. What? We need to live in a hotel. But like a nice <laughs> old hotel. Yeah. But like in the future after like our kids have grown. Okay. So we need to live in a nice old historical hotel yeah. but in the future. Yeah. Like when our kids have grown. Because <laughs> okay. I'm not advocating. Like I'm not just going to be like, hey, Andrew, sorry. And it's been cool. See ya. <laughs> I have to go I'm live out, in a hotel now. But I have like my, this thing I my need friend to do Melody. with my bud um, <laughs> where I need to like go live in an old hotel and, and just like microdose fucking acid and yeah. see if I see some shit. It's microdose. Sweet. <laughs> it's like shrooms. Let's microdose mushrooms. All right. And just be like, 
this wallpaper is beautiful. Let's go write. <laughs> Let's just be like weird bohemian artists, but now. But in the future. Yeah, but in the How future. How many years do we have to wait till we can abandon our families and go live in a hotel and make so, beautiful writing? I mean, <laughs> my plan has always been like between 70 and 80 is when I'm going to oh, do my like we, hardcore. 70 to 80. Can we go when we're not like 55, that? man? Like that seems... No, my kid's not going to be old enough yet. That could still really mess them up. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> That's probably right. being an old mom. Right. So you got to wait longer. Like 65 maybe? Okay. 65. Deal. Like 65, 70. Yeah. I just think like, you know, your kids are grown. You've done some shit. Like you're not going to, what are you going to ruin at that point? Like, yeah. You start taking You've already ruined it. And, it's like, over. Yeah. Now, now it's the therapist's job to pick up the mess. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and hopefully we've made enough money to pay for that. <laughs> well, Nikki, on that note, what have you been listening to? <laughs> I like exclusively listen to Oh Yeah, Dude, which is like... So what is it? Oh, yeah, Dude is a is America through the eyes of two American-Americans. <laughs> Tell me who they are, though. Jonathan Larroquette. Son of John Larroquette. Son of, of John Larroquette. Of what show was he on? Like uh, Night, na, 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 Night Court. Night, Night Court, right. And he also had the John Larroquette show, which was actually quite funny. Okay. It was really funny in the 90s. Cool. Um, so it's him and then his buddy, uh, Seth Romatelli, who's from Haverhill, Massachusetts. And he moved to LA because he wanted to be an actor. But then he like worked at a weed store and now he has a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're just, they've been in it since 2006. They have like over 750 episodes. They've oh. never done advertising. They've never had any guests with the exception of Seth's mom when Jonathan's away. And those episodes are hilarious. And they're just fucking rad, hilarious dudes who go through uh, ups and downs yeah, in dudes. life and are pretty great. Cool. It's like they were like the beginning of podcasting. They're what do like, they do? Do they just podcast? Uh, so Jonathan works part-time at a music store and uh, Seth just podcasts and they live off Patreon now. I'm talking about them like I know them. Well, actually, we're actually Jonathan, like, I did meet friends. them and they were like... You met them? Yeah. When? Where? Why? How? They did a live show in Toronto and I ordered tickets for me and Andrew and Catherine and Rob because Catherine and Rob also used to listen to it. I don't know if they still do, but I got tickets for the four of us to the live show. And when I typed in my email address, there was a typo, but I couldn't because there was a typo and then there was this whole big mix up. Anyway, so I emailed Jonathan's then wife, who I don't know if they're together anymore. And she, so we sorted everything out and everything was fine. Like it was like double charged me and I got a charge back, whatever. And so when we got to the door, she was the one who was manning the tickets and she was like, what's your name? And I gave her my name and she was like, oh my God, just come right in. Like, do you have extra people you want to bring with you? Like, I'm so sorry for the mix up, whatever. And then every time I went to the bar, her and I guess a friend of hers were serving drinks and they, I got so fucking hammered that show. <laughs> she just kept pouring me all these drinks because she felt really bad about the mix-up that they had, which wasn't her fault. It was my fault for putting in the wrong email address. Right. And then at the end of the show, like they cut, they go out and like they say hi to everyone. And so we had bought merch and like, so we were talking to them and we're like, oh my God, you guys are so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And so his then wife lived in Toronto for a time and like used to go to the Emmett, like Andrew's bar. Oh. So we were trying really hard to get them to go back to the Emmett. 
but Seth's sober. Um, (laughs) Bummer. And Jonathan is sober now. Um, but they were just like, you know, thank you so much for coming and like, so sorry about the mix up and like signed all of our shit and like, you know, like hugs and whatever. And I was so wasted. It was like probably really embarrassing, but you touched them. My behavior was really embarrassing, but But I touched touched them them. and they were super, how'd they smell? Rad dudes. They smelled pretty good. Nice. Not as good as I would like them to smell, but like they'd been on stage for a few hours. But it was uh, a not as good as I'd like them to smell. What did you want them to smell like? I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. That's a really good question. Okay. Yeah. But I, so I also have so much love and admiration for both of them. But Seth has a cat who looks almost exactly like Walter and he drives a 1994 Sundance. And I used to drive a 1995, 1993 Ford Tempo. And so I just, I was like, oh, we have so much in common. I like sent him a picture of my car. It's like, I just had to retire my car. (laughs) You will appreciate how hard this was. (laughs) They're just, yeah, they're just, they're rad. They're really awesome. And like, they're basically your, basically your best friends now. So that's cool. Obviously we're buds. I'm going to go stay with them when I go to LA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, if you can like, um, talk to them about Teach Me Tiger, that'd be really cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be down. I really want to get in on that LA podcast scene. Yeah. (laughs) What are you listening to? What am I listening to? Great question. What am I listening to? Oh, yes. I know what I'm listening to. There's a song I'm really obsessed with right now called Marry Me Archie by Alves. Like Archie Andrews? Yes. This song came out, I believe, in 2014. And before I play it, so last year, my sister on Facebook was like, what the hell song is my daughter singing? Like, does anyone know what song this is? Because she keeps asking for the song and I don't know what she's talking about. She or something oh, like that. So she's singing Mary Me Archie. Well, this is Mary Me Archie. She really nailed it. Totally. So it was her fifth birthday just like a couple weeks ago. And she um, 
she got this album on record for her birthday because it's her favorite song still. That's amazing. What a cool kid. Yeah. My kid loves Baby Shark. Anyway, I really love it and I'm obsessed with it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a good song. It's good, right? Yeah. It's got like a 90s vibe. I told you I'm a and 90s you did, bitch. So you were a 90s I'm bitch. I'm a 90s bitch. <laughs> so bitchy. Like the bitchiest of them all. Okay, Nikki, do you have anything to plug? I mean, if you like whiskey, go drink at the Emmett Ray in Toronto. The Emmett Ray, Toronto, on College Street. If you like Street. sports, go watch them at the Doc Ellis in Toronto. Do it. Or the Aviary. <laughs> also in Toronto. Go Toronto, because that's where I live. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. You know what we're doing right now? What are you doing right now? Uh, we're doing something that only humans do. <laughs> okay. We're willingly delaying sleep. You and I? Yeah. Oh, wow. We should really pass out or something. Isn't that like, we're the only animals on the planet that do that. Every other animal is like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep now. And humans are like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm doing this thing and it's super fun and I don't want to stop. It's just that we're doing this podcast. And it's super fun and I don't want to stop. (laughs) Um, Okay. Just want to throw one last little tidbit in there. (laughs) Oh, sweet. (laughs) Only animal, eh? Yeah. What about dolphins? Dolphins have sex for fun. Yeah, but they don't. But they don't stay awake. Killer whales stay awake on purpose to protect their young, right? For a month, yeah. And some dolphins do like a version of that, but specifically killer whales because they're technically dolphins are the only ones that do that. But no other animal will willingly delay going to sleep. Crazy. Okay, well, we should go to sleep. So, yeah, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you can find the podcast at Teach Me Tiger Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon.com slash Teach Me Tiger Podcast, where we would love it if you gave us a couple bucks or not. But give us yeah, your money. Yeah, do it. Just give us the money. Because the nice thing about Patreon is then you don't have to do advertisements because advertisements are kind of a bummer. What a fucking bummer. Nikki, are you ready to roar yeah okay and remember it's it's a jungle out there teach me tiger how to tease you Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we got funny games. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>